Waiting for Chad to get back. Oh, where is Chad? Hey, pass me a beer. I told you. Oh, where is Chad? At least promise me you won't drink. Alcohol always leads to trouble. Hey, who wants to play drink the beer? Chad, Chad, well bad. Banana banana buffet. Right here. <laughs> you win. All right. What do I win? Another beer. Just have a cup of coffee. No, I'm Marco Poloing. No, you're Marco Poloing. Polo. Marco. Yes, what? Bear it is. Coffee. Beer. <laughs> I kill for a beer. <gasps> Cheap beer and a sympathetic ear. Step right up. Right. Okay, so it looks like we have good video and audio. Uh, green, green, green. Go, go, go. Good, 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 good. good, good. Want to get the show on the road? Okay. Okay. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Bearded Hops podcast. This is episode dos. The Moron we, we made it to two episodes. Woohoo! I think, I think we're professional now. Um, <laughs> and uh, I am your lovely host, Adam. And on the other side of the internet, uh, up in the frozen tundra of Green Bay, is Chad. Hi, Chad. Hello, Adam. How are you tonight? I'm cold. Very I'm colder. colder. I know it's colder there, but it's still cold here. <laughs> <laughs> Just because it's colder doesn't mean... Anyway, yeah, so here we are. We are doing the Bearded, uh, Bearded Hops podcast, and thanks for joining us. Um, it is the day after Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas yeah. to everybody who's listening to this probably uh, a few days or a week later. Or months later, whatever. Happy New Year. Um, happy <laughs> Valentine's Day. I don't really know. Whenever you're listening to this. Um, get anything beer-related for Christmas, Chad? I got nothing beer-related. As a matter of fact. It was a, it was a bad beer miss. It was a it was a bad beer Christmas for me, yes. Well, it's bad for you for other reasons. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's talk about your Christmas. How'd that go? <laughs> well, I mean, Christmas with my family was fantastic. I mean, we always have a great time. Um, my my parents are are consumers. Um, so I drank some beer and some wine at their place. Uh and then we you go anything to- good and special, or is it just your normal No, I had some Kiwi Na. Uh, black lager, uh, the Black Widow lager from Kiwi Na, and then other than that, it was just wine. Nice. So, we uh, there was one other beer, but I don't remember what it was. Nothing, nothing special. Uh, but then we made our way to uh, the other side of the family here, and that is a dry house. No, 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 want, want. So. I did not have anything to drink on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Um, yeah. We, did you have shakes? Were you going through withdrawals? Was it sweats? Well, almost. I mean, I, I did have, I did, I, I did drink in O'Doul's, which I've never had before, and I will be happy to never have again. Yeah. Um, I mean, you probably, there's probably more alcohol in mouthwash than O'Doul's, right? Yeah. Um, my uh, my father-in-law will call him um just just because there's a, there's a bigger story there he 
was my father-in-law. Now he's not, but he could be again. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, let's save it for the psychology podcast. All right. Yeah. Right. That's another, podcast. That's another episode, another podcast <laughs> all together. And that is the, that is the why we drink episode. Yes. Right. <laughs> he, he and I will, will enjoy a beer away from his home uh, from time to time. Yeah. However, at their house, it is a strictly no alcohol policy. So there was no beer Christmas Day. There was no beer Christmas Eve. Uh, Christmas Eve Eve, I was with my sister and her family and hanging out with the kids. So I didn't drink at all that day either. So that's what uh, a few days, no beer. With kids. But that's all right. Well, yeah, it depends. I mean, these kids are good. They're fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't really drink much. That was more by choice. I was at my in-laws. We had um, a Christmas wine you know, I don't know what you call it, but you heat it up. It's warm, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, not, it, I mean, I know there's some called Glug. This wasn't that. Um, but that was good. That was really good. Nice, tasty, and warm. That was really nice. And then uh, I really the only beer I had was um, the Line of Kugel Snowdrift. So that's really all I've had. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, all right. Well, hey, uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us today. On today's show, we're going to be drinking, partaking, rating the Central Waters Brewers Reserve Bourbon Barrel Stout. Can we have a longer name, please? Uh, we goodness. we could. I, there are beers out there with longer names, and I would Jeez. I would uh, I will challenge anyone to send us a <laughs> give us a, a long one, a longer name. That's what you know they're out there. Yeah, yeah. So this comes from Central Central Waters Brewing. And Junction City, Wisconsin, another Wisconsin beer. Yes, they're actually the brewery is actually in Amherst. They, they, I believe they start their their. They started the, in Junction City, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, they just yeah, built a brand new brewery in Amherst. There we go. And uh, see, so was, was two buddies, time. two buddies that started it. They started home brewing. Of course, they use their own recipes. Uh, they, they, uh, originally they offered everything in growlers. And bottles and kegs and stuff. Uh, what what are they known for? Is there a certain one they're known for, Chad? I don't know. Um, oh, they do the they. I mean, I think they're fairly well known for this. The one we're gonna sample tonight for this one that right. we're gonna review tonight. I mean, um, yeah, they've um, uh, they're stout. They they do this once a year. They do these. Actually, I don't know if they did one twenty seventeen, but I know they did it fifteen and sixteen version uh of this yeah the beer advocate says the availability is rotating right but it doesn't give you any more the mud puppy porter is probably they're one of their most popular ones it's that's you can get that pretty much um no i wouldn't say any bar but a lot of bars in in wisconsin have it most of the stores have it um so mud puppy porter i would say is out of the out of the ones that i know of uh, and I know of it just because you see it everywhere. That's probably the one that that uh, they would be known for around here anyway. Now, if we look at ratings um, on Untapped, uh, let's see. They have a 4.2 on Untapped with a total of almost 60,000 check-ins on Untapped. So that's, that's nice. As a, um, there's a beer advocate. Yeah, beer advocate's 4.26. So that's very close between very the close. two. About twenty six hundred ratings on on uh, Beer Advocate. So, but the the ratings are consistent. Now, what I like about this is that nine point five ABV. 
it's uh it's what it's a heavy hitter it is it's uh yeah that's gonna be good so this is an american american imperial stout untapped has it listed as a double american double imperial yeah oh yeah i guess it is a double nice mm-hmm. and uh it's american style stout aged for a year in used 12-year bourbon barrels well 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 oh yes it sounds yummy should we crack this or what is there anything else to say about this brewery? I don't really know about anything else. About the, well, I, I will say, like I said, they, they they have a brand new facility in Amherst. I went there with a buddy of mine back in September, I believe it was. Um, if anybody's in the central Wisconsin area, it is a it's a fantastic brewery. They have the, the bar and the taps set up in front of um uh, the brewing facility. I mean, you, there's no walls. You just, you sit there at the bar and you look right there. Look, you look right oh, that's at, cool. at the, at the whole operation. It's really cool. It's yeah. There was, um, visit. I can't now, I cannot remember the name of it. There's a place in California I went to that you, you walked in and you looked like you were walking into just the warehouse facility because it had the pallets and pallets of cans stacked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then you walk and pretty much it's how the walls are set up with pallets of cans and you walk around this wall of cans and it opens up to all the tanks, everything there, and then a little bar. And it was just you're yeah. pretty much sitting in the middle yeah, of everything. Awesome. I think it's really cool. That's one of the coolest setups I've I've, I've come across. And and all yeah. the breweries that we go to, um, having a bar where you can stare at the at the tanks and watch the operation go on while you've got bartenders uh, bringing you bringing you beer. Uh, it was really cool. I yeah, because a lot of time it, you're on the other side of the wall. Right, looking through glass. Mm-hmm. That's been my experience with a lot of these breweries. Yeah, I am using one of these glasses today. I don't know what you call these, but oh, it's like the glass. It looks like a can. Yeah, it looks like a can from Only Child. It's a local brewery here by me. That's that's the that's the glass I'm using today. My glass is a is a Lakefront Brewery fine glass. There we go. All right. And I think it's funny on the backside of this, it says one more, then we go. <laughs> yes. I love that. <laughs> that is a, that is a friend of mine saying every time we go to the bar, he's like one more, one more. Like, dude, <laughs> All right, I'm pouring already. All right. I'm pouring as well. You can definitely smell the bourbon. I could smell it as soon as I opened it. Yeah, as soon as you open it, you get a whiff of that bourbon. I had to stop pouring because I was going to overflow. Yep, as did I. I've got about a two and a half inch head on it. Yep. Just doing a straight pour. And it's dark. It's very nice dark. And, nice and bubbly, nice thick head. And you smell you smell that bourbon, right? Right. We just that's the nose. That's all I'm getting right now is bourbon. And that's such a good smell. It is. It is a very good smell. I wish they would make a candle for my office that's just bourbon. <laughs> uh, Adam and I are are big into uh, distill. I mean, spirits as well. So distilleries are another interest of ours. And um, while I would not consider myself a bourbon or whiskey expert, um, we do enjoy a, a good bottle of <laughs> of whiskey or bourbon. So uh, we might we might do some combination. Uh, podcast down the road, maybe we'll we'll sample some other 
uh, non-beer. That would be fun. I just, uh, I was just commenting to my wife that we're running low on whiskey. So, uh, yeah, I'm actually out right now. All I have, I, is, uh, I picked a bottle of Gentleman Jack up today because that's my that's a staple for me. Yeah, but. I I always have brandy. I've got a good, nice big bottle of Paul Mason brandy, which I love. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm out of whiskey and bourbon or bourbon right now, so I need to go get some. So, so the 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 bottle on this, I mean, it's just old school kind of script writing with a faded barrel in the background kind of picture. Um, mm-hmm. Malta beverage aged and used oak bourbon barrels. Yeah, it doesn't give the doesn't give the aging on the, uh-uh. on the bottle though. No, um, now the side of mine does have the year. Is it this is a twenty seventeen? Okay, so they do the yeah. You're right. They do this this year. Yeah, and they've got vintages on the label of twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. So maybe they have done it every year. I thought it was I thought it was an every other year, but. Yeah, I mean, the like label. the beer advocate said it was rotating, so maybe, you know, as they have it, obviously. Yeah, it's a nice, very simple label. Two, three colors. Nice looking label, I think, actually. All you smell, I'm serious, all you smell is bourbon right now. I'm going to take a sip here. I got like quarter inch of head on there, so. Yep, that's about where I'm at, so let's go. First sip. Oh, I love, I really, 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 really am starting to enjoy like aged, barrel aged beers. Um, uh, just, me too. They warm me up it's, so quickly. <laughs> it's not, it, actually, this kind of came around a little bit later for me in the craft, the craft beer. Yeah, same here. Uh, world, you know, I, I, I started, I started just with the simple stouts and porters and then uh, with the bourbon, uh, the bourbon barrel stuff, I probably just started sampling these um, maybe in the last year and a half. Well, I think they've really, they've been popular, but at least from my recollection, they've really started getting popular within the last five years, maybe or so. At least I've, I noticed now, I think I notice abundance of them on the market. Like you can, if you go to a decent liquor store, you're going to see um, a barrel aged beer mm-hmm. in there. Um, don't really see them at like, you know, your Walmarts and stuff, which is fine. But uh, you are seeing a lot more. A lot, a lot of breweries now are picking up uh, their, their barrel productions just because it's, you know, um, well, one, they can charge more, right? I mean, a barrel aged beer, you're going to charge more because it's got to sit there for a year or more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and it's becoming popular, and it's just really, really good. So this one, my first, I know coffee. Right after the bourbon, after that washed down, then I get the coffee. Hmm. I've I've got uh, uh, bourbon up front, and I've got I I kind of go to vanilla after that, after this, after the bourbon. Hmm. Yeah, I can taste. Yeah, I see a little bit of vanilla in there. I can taste a little bit of that. A little roasty, a little bit. Not yeah, definitely, definitely roasty there. I think sometimes I confuse the roasty with the coffee. They're kind of almost, they're close. 
What a sleeper for you. Yeah. You know, that's the, that's an interesting thing because, you know, you, everybody's tastes are different. So, um, you know, you, you go from the bourbon to a roasty or coffee taste and I'm going from bourbon to vanilla. Um, it's got a little bit of a, a little bit of a bitterish finish for me. Mm-hmm. Not bad. I think it's in the forties, uh, for IBU. Ooh, I thought it was less than that. Oh, no, you're right. 48. Oh, high 40. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so there's the other one. There's the other one I was drinking tonight. That was a 16. That's what I was thinking of. Ah. <clears throat> yeah. I taste the vanilla now, but it's only, it's short lived for me. It moves quickly from the vanilla onto the roast, roastiness. And then at the end, it gets like a bitter coffee ish for me. But yeah, it's very smooth. Um, some of these bourbon beers are, are harder for me to drink. Um, you know, I, I, I love bourbon by itself. I like a bourbon beer, bourbon aged beer. I don't love them. Um, but this one is, is probably one of the smoother, uh, bourbon barrel aged stouts that I've had. I think, I mean, we had one a few weeks ago that was a limited release that was, really really uh strong i mean it was like what 16 percent or something like that that one from uh deschutes um, oh that was the the one the one bottle you had right yeah yeah asylum yeah that was that, that one was high, that was a high abv yeah yeah and we split that bottle among three or four of us and uh just i don't think i could drink i don't even know if i could drink half a pint of that um no i think you'd be on the floor <laughs> this is really really smooth though i i enjoy i'm enjoying this one yeah that one that one slow down that the shoots one we had was uh was good but yeah it wasn't as smooth as this one so um so if, if you're new to the show basically the way we do this we pop open a bottle we try to get the same we we live in separate states um like I said, Chad is in the frozen tundra of Green Bay, Wisconsin. I am down here in the flatlands of Illinois, where it's also cold, uh, but not as cold as him. And <laughs> uh, we try to get the same beers. That's why we, we, you know, our last episode and now this episode, we are Wisconsin beers. They're just easier for us to get. But we would try to work our way around the country. Uh, we crack it open. We smell it, taste it, everything you just heard us do. And then we move on. We're going to talk about some things uh, having to do with beer or maybe not. And then we'll stop when we're halfway through this beer talk about it, rate it again. We'll move on, talk about some stuff. And finally, at the end of the show, we'll give it our final rating and rate it on untapped. Yes, sir. So moving on, we got some beer news. Uh, I like beer news. Yeah. Yeah. What's, what's the, what's the first one you got, Chad? What's the first thing in beer news we got going on? So this, this came out today. Um, The game of Thrones beers are back. Winter is yeah. coming. And winter is coming. There, yeah. What's winter the one uh, from last cold. year? Wasn't there one from last year called Winter? Uh, the one I have is Winter is Here. Winter That's is Here. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we got a notification today through, um, I think it was through Brew Studs. Yep. Their Tuesday newsletter. That's uh, always got some fun stuff in it. Uh, we happen to record, be recording this on a Tuesday night. And so this came out this afternoon. And... Uh, Alma Gang, Oma Gang, however you say their brewery, 
they call it brewery Oma gang is uh gonna launch four new game of thrones themed beers this year with their uh, hbo licensing agreement and the first one is a Tyrion lannister tribute called hand of the queen now that's i'm the only a, one they're I'm, telling us about right that's the only one they're telling yeah. us about yeah they're gonna the other ones release, uh, us much. i think april july october december or something like that they're gonna release yeah, one right. each, during those months so the first one is hand of the queen and I know um, that you and I are both big, big Game of Thrones fans. Mm -hmm. I did not know that there was uh, a brewery doing any sort of tribute to the Game of Thrones or not. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, My my wife has been all over these for the last two years. Uh, Well, yeah, two years because we were in one of our local... Uh, local liquor stores and she saw it and she just you know, flipped her, flipped her <laughs> shit right there in the middle of the place. I mean, you know, my wife, she's like, ah! like everybody's like, Oh, what's going on with this lady. And uh, she proceeded to buy every bottle that they had. And then every time we went into a liquor store, we would look for them. Um, so the first year was two years ago. We had, we had, we got all of them last year. We had a hard, hard time finding them. Uh, but I think we got most of them now, especially we got some today that we found. So, you know, the, the other thing is that they're saying that the new Game of Thrones isn't even supposed to be out until 2019. Yeah, but that's bullshit. Years next year. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're not a, sh- a movie thing. We're not. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm <laughs> but I agree. Fan. It, it sucks. Yeah, to have to wait that long. But at least we have. Uh, we at least we've got some beers coming out this year that we can we can sample. Uh, hopefully, we can get these. And um, definitely, definitely be trying to. Yeah. Uh, when does this come? The first one's in April. Is that right? In April, and it's a barley wine ale, and I'm really excited about that because yeah. I've never had a barley wine, and I, yeah, I don't think that I have either. Yeah, I mean, the, the being the first one in this series, um, I, I'm I'm just I'm thrilled. I'm very excited for this. So I'm hopeful that we can both find this when it launches, and uh, be able to review that one. So we'll be yeah, on top of this. To, uh, yeah, we'll be on. We'll, I'll definitely. I mean, you know, I know my wife will be all over it. So, um, if I find it, I will grab a couple of bottles, and if I have to, I can get one up to you. Um, now, the way they describe this, uh, be brewed with a complex blend of specialty malts and carefully selected old world hops. Hand of the Queen is a rich, full-bodied version of the classic barley wine. Comes in at eleven ABV. Yeah. <laughs> Malt-forward and multifaceted, the beer is balanced with intense flavors of brandy-soaked raisins and dark fruit with a light note of apricot. This sounds all kinds of good. I can't wait. When I read this today, you know what? You know, you know, you know, I love brandy. So anytime I see a something, anything with brandy in it, brandy-soaked, whatever, I'm all over it. Now, when it going down in this story, um, about the, I guess, is it Oma Gang, whatever calling it, brewery? They brew nine ales year-round, as well as an extensive and innovative range of seasonal and specialty ales. Uh, the the beers have won a national following by kind of a sort of fine brewer, beer, blah, 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 in 46 states. Now, I know um, for us here, you know, my, my wife's like, well, I like their other ales. Let's see what other beers they have. But we found, like, four packs for, like, $18. Of some of their beers like they're not cheap beers at all so 
They're located on 136-acre farm in Cooperstown, New York. There you go. Yeah, Cooperstown, Cooperstown, New York. Uh, this one, I think, though, is, isn't it going to launch at like 12 or 13 bucks? Yeah, twelve ninety nine for the big bottle. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's that's perfectly fine for me with me for seven hundred fifty yeah. mils. I mean, that's mm-hmm. yeah. I think I actually have one bottle of last year still in my fridge outside. Well, you know, beer doesn't age quite as well as wine does or any other spirit. So get those drunk, drank. Well, next time you come down, pop <laughs> it open. Uh, what we have next? What next? What was next? What was next? Let's see. Ah, China? Stone Brewing. Yeah. So I, yeah, we didn't, I don't think either of us knew this till we read this story, but um, China is the emerging large, is it, this is the largest market? Yeah, I had no idea. For beer? Um, and apparently China is begging for craft beer. Uh, so I guess in 2017, Stone Brewing, uh, well, actually 2018, Stone Brewing is going to be distributing through china so they can enjoy those ipas yeah the black ipa stone sublimely self-righteous black ipa and what i just put in the show notes is the completely wrong link but that's okay i'll find it yeah so it looks like greg koch as i think i pronounce it who's the uh the chairman and co-founder of of stone uh, he was, he went into China and when he came back, he was all excited because he was, was surprised, I guess, by the enthusiasm for craft beer that, that the Chinese people have. So that's what kind of led to uh, stone making this move. Uh, and they're gonna have some breweries over there, I guess now to meet the craft beer demand over in China. They've got an interesting logo. The stone? Yeah. Oh, that's a sweet logo. It's like a yeah. gargoyle or something. Not, or a, not a gargoyle. Well, it's kind of a gargoyle-ish. He's got... Or Satan. So, yeah, he's got... So, yeah, <laughs> Satanic gargoyle. He's got horns and, a, and like bat wings. and he's But he's got a big stein that he's drinking out of, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, I love I love the stone. Uh, the stone brain. They have their IPA. Uh, what is it? One of their IPAs is really good. Um now, now, Chad, do you think this is going to be? I mean, how many other breweries do you think are going to follow? I mean, if if Stone's doing it, yeah, I mean, in Stones, they're not that they're not big by by any means. I mean, they're still they're an independent, so um, I don't see why it wouldn't just open the door for any and all to uh, to follow suit. I mean, I don't I don't have any idea what the what sort of export rules or costs are involved with getting beer to China, but, um, you know, probably, I mean, I'm sure they're going to face a similar, um, similar problem with, with distribution that small breweries have in the United States is getting it outside of their state or with a couple States away. I mean, China is obviously on the other side of the world. So, um, I think they're actually, they're putting breweries over there. The Estonia is. Yeah. But I mean, I can't see, I can't see a lot of, of, uh, breweries smaller guys be able to do that matt yeah i mean distribution they could probably get it up maybe maybe they'll work together i don't know that's my little channel i didn't i didn't know this but stone um was the first american craft brewer to independently build own and operate their own brewery in europe in berlin 
I didn't. I, honestly, I don't know a whole lot about them. I've heard of them, but I, I didn't know much of anything about them until just recently. And I'm learning more today. Yeah. They're, yeah, right they're, independently, they're independently owned still. As a host of the podcast, I'm, I am your audience, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you learned up. And I'm the, the only final- one listening right now, so... <laughs> so depressing um the final <laughs> story uh, is so boring that i'm gonna let you take this one chad oh about taxes yeah <laughs> <laughs> taxes yes in the last episode you were asking how much you're gonna see in your paycheck but uh well i mean this is I, this has been rolling around out there in in Washington for a couple of years now, um, and it's finally it's finally, I guess, passed. Um, yeah, there's passed. some uh, there's people on both sides of the of the tape on this, as far as liking it or loving it or hating it or not really sure about it. It's kind of all over the place. But the big big thing is the the 50% cut in uh, uh, rate for small brewers, less than 2 million barrels. And that's going to affect a lot of small breweries in a good way, I think. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, well, everybody's, and maybe rightfully so, maybe not, I don't know, but I've said about the new tax bill that got, that recently was passed and signed uh, by the president. Inside that though, was some really good things for the craft brew uh, industry industry. Um, it's being, let's see, it is called the craft beverage modern modernization and tax reform act. That is actually what's buried deep in this or CBM TRA for short. Right. Right. The Sabinimtra. <laughs> like that. Um, this is really good for small breweries, wineries, and distilleries. Oh, it has distilleries too. Yeah. Um, yep. wineries as it's well. It's really good for, yeah, it's really good for those guys. So that's that, you know, that of course makes us happy. We're all for the little guys. Um, it doesn't really impact the big guys all that much. Basically, what it does is the federal excise tax on beer was seven dollars a barrel. Now it's dropping down to three dollars and fifty cents a barrel. Right. For small producers, less than two million barrels. So the big guys, the Miller Cores, the uh, AB and Bev, uh, Heineken, you know, those, those guys have, that's not going to change anything that as far as what they, what they, uh, are taxed on what they produce, but, uh, anything less than 60,000 barrels is three, is going to be three fifty on, on, uh, $3 and 50 cents. So basically what they're saying, the bill, um, it'll represent more than $142 million in annual savings for these small brewers. So yeah. they can reinvest that into the business, hire more people, um, maybe get some better equipment to make more or better beer. That's awesome. I like it. I do too. Um, I mean, this is kind of a, you know, a boring, uh, boring subject. I mean, taxes, but I, it's, it's really good news, you know, for the, for the local breweries that we love to love so much. Well, look, I mean, I was telling you, we were we had a discussion completely not on the podcast. We were talking about breweries. I looked into opening a brewery, and it is, at least in the state of Illinois, and I do know in many other states, it is still muddled down in prohibition-type 
legalese <laughs> and laws. It's just annoying. Right. Which was and, yeah, and we're talking uh, was it eighty? Yeah, eighty five, eighty four years ago, nineteen thirty three. I think is when that was. So you know, here we are. You know, and uh, this is just good. And it's not not getting all the red tape out of the way, but at least it's helping these guys keep some of their own money to, uh, you know, because like we've like I, we talked about too, starting a brewery is so expensive, and yeah. they have so much money go away. Um, so this this is only this is only going to be good. So I am happy yeah. about that. Um, where are you? I'm halfway? too. Uh, I'm just about halfway. Let me take one more sip, and I will be halfway. good halfway i don't know if i could drink too many of these in one sitting um but it's good i could probably comfortably do two um i don't think that to me it's not a beer it's not like um it's not like drinking a guinness for me a guinness usually fills me up i mean i get i can only drink yeah one maybe two two uh, glasses of of guinness before i'm like ah that's a that's that's enough for me uh, then I'll, you know, I guess switch something else and drink more, but I'm not going to drink a third Guinness. Not that I could drink three of these because of the 9.5, um, right. ABV. 90, Chad. I, uh, yeah, I just, I just wouldn't be able to, but if, if I could, I think, I think I would be able to just because it's, it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't have a real thick, um, it doesn't have a thickness to it to me. And right. I, as far as the stout goes, I mean, it's, uh, it, it feels like a, um, a thinner brew that I that I could drink more of, even though I can't, <laughs> just because of uh, the alcohol content being being uh, up there. You know, I mean, nine point five. You're talking two um, two beers as far as alcohol content is concerned. Right. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, one or two of these would be, would be no problem. Uh, a third, if I could handle the alcohol content would be easy as well. I just uh, feel like this is a very easy, it's getting, it's feel like it's getting easier to drink. And actually that's kind of funny because it's getting easier to drink. Maybe I could drink four, three or four of these. <laughs> you could, should you, um, we didn't rate it at the beginning. No, um, I, but I, I can, uh, I can easily say at the beginning, this was a three, Three five three seven five. I'm probably still right around there, halfway through. Maybe if, eh, I don't know. I would say I would say I'm at three seven five still. Yeah, I think at the beginning of it, I probably would have said a three and a half. Um, it is getting uh, better as you go, which I guess tends to be the tendency for me whenever I drink beer. Um, I'm getting more getting used to it as I drink it, so. Uh, I think I'm about the same at a three seven five right now. Uh, put my phone. Yeah, I, I don't. I you know it's 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 easy to say that a beer like this could get better and better as you go, but um, well for me anyway. I, I you know obviously I'm that's that's my own personal review um, or opinion on it, I should say, but I I don't know that I can get it better than than a three seven five. Um, just because it's got such a, a strong and specific, uh, flavor to it, as far as my palate is concerned. Um, 
and and because of that i don't i don't be and i can't i don't think i could drink more than you know two of these um i just i i don't think i could get it over uh over a four i may not even be able to get it to a four we'll see the night will tell we got a half a beer to go you never know that rhymed you never know right on time all right so we're going to drink the rest of this beer while we talk about what is next so we know we've all been riding the wave for the past geez how many years i don't know seems like a long time of ipas it does seem like a long time i would i mean i would say for me around here ipas have been really big popular uh yet everywhere oh, yeah. for three four years yeah, that's 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 what I would say too. I mean, IPAs have been the king, you know, for years now. Yeah, and it's going to be every, every brewery has one, two, three, or four. Some breweries that's almost all they make, and a lot of breweries that's what they're known for. Mm-hmm. And it's not the case, you know, across country. I, I think on the East Coast, especially with the New England IPA, that's that's that everybody else is trying to emulate. Uh, you know, that's been a, that's been a staple of of the East Coast for probably decades but i think we are i think the rest of the country kind of caught on recently to the ipa craze and here we are you know three or four years in and they're not going to go away um you know it's just it's it's consistently one of the one of the highest rated favorite beers at, at any brewery i mean most people beer drinkers love an ipa non beer drinkers well i shouldn't say non beer drinkers people that People that typically drink a, a lager or a pilsner uh, and stick with that uh, probably aren't, aren't going to be IPA drinkers. But you're not craft beer people, right? Right. Yeah. Um, but the IPA is is uh, is a is a heavy hitter, you know, as far as uh, sales. I mean, as far as sales go, I mean, people in, yeah. in the craft industry love them, and they're not going to stop right. loving them. But there's something else coming. Yeah, I mean, and I think it's good that they're kind of waning because I know, like, you know, I have a I have a neighbor in particular who who uh, doesn't he, he would tell you he does not like craft beer because when you say craft beer, all he thinks in his head is bitter, hoppy IPA, mm-hmm. um, and so he won't drink anything but Coors Light. So whenever you try to give him anything that is craft beer. Uh, he shugs it away because he assumes it's going to be, you know, hoppy as hell or something. Um, and I think it's good for the industry to kind of highlight something else. Now we have this one style that's been huge for a while. Now let's get something else to the forefront. Uh, this article in Vine Pear, whatever that is, Google brought me to it. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, they asked thirteen brewers. Uh, what they felt the next big style was. Um, and a couple of these guys said something I think both of us agreed on was that sours, sours mm-hmm. were going to be coming. Um, and I remember a couple of years back, I read, I cannot remember the name of it for life, of me, but it was in a beer magazine, how um, IPAs were going to be fading out. And then fruits, like fruit, different type of fruits and beers, we're going to start coming to popularity, which you've kind of seen over the years now. Mm-hmm. They're going to get more and more popular, I think. 
Yep. Um, you're going to have like a, what, Lightning Kugels has a pomegranate now, mm-hmm. which it was okay. Um, you know, but then we're moving into these sours. And I, of the sours I've had, I've never been huge on them. Have, have you had many sours? I've had uh, maybe one or two. I'm um, not not a big fan, but I think they're going to get better. Um, I think yeah. the ones that I had, I, it was uh, it was a brewery in. Well, I went to a beer fest in Normal, Illinois, which is where I used to live. Um, this summer, I I can't remember the name of the brewery though, but they had they had. A sour. I don't. I can't even tell you what kind of beer it was. To be honest with you, because I, I just wasn't that interested in it at the time. I tried it. It was okay. Um, but they're just, you know, it, it, I think we're on the cusp here of of something fairly big, and they're they're going to get much much better. I didn't care for the one that I had, but I'm sure that I'm sure that there's going to be uh, plenty of them coming out that will be fantastic. Well, you know, in the early days of IPA. Um, or say it should say in my early days of IPA, when I first started drinking them, I really didn't like IPAs and I actually would avoid them um, at all costs. Cause I just, you know, I don't know if I had a bad one or what, but then I definitely started getting on the train, started liking them. Um, you know, had Pliny, Pliny the Elder was a good one. Um, zombie Dust uh, from Three Floyds, Indiana's were good too. Um, and I think you're right. I think, you know, the sours that I've had, I really haven't been overly impressed with where I'm like, oh man, I got to get, you know, a growler full of this puppy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I th- you're right. I think as people do this, as people, you know, start playing with this style, uh, you're going to, it's going to settle in. You're going to be finding ones that, that you like. Um, a lot of these brewers also tend to agree with um, lower ABV, more sessionable beers. Mm-hmm are something that um, people are going to start seeing more of it and liking more. People are going to start wanting more, more sessionable beers, you know, be able to hang out at the bar with your buddies and, and you know, drink a few without having to call an Uber. Essentially. Right. Right. So I'm going to spring this on you. We didn't really talk about this beforehand. The Rosé. Have you heard of this? The Rosé beer? I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, I, I read this in uh, like the wine. Yeah, it, they're they're are, they're experimenting with the the rosé style wine fermented as a beer, uh, and I think cider cider Geist is uh, one of the first ones to do this. Um, so I think that that could be you know talking about um, using using fruit in the beer. Yep. This is going to be this is going to be another area that that I think is going to rise up. Uh, and then probably over the next year or so, I don't know if it's going to be huge, but you know, this, I think the sours are going to be huge. And I, but I think that, uh, this, this trend in Rose style, um, uh, Rose, uh, wine styled fermented beer is, is Rose ale, I think is what they're just going to call it, but that's going to be, that, that'll be something else to try too. Yeah. I think more flavor. Um, different flavors, mm-hmm. right? Not so much the beer flavor, the hop forward type flavors, but incorporating more flavors. A lot of what um, Dogfish, you know, they've been messing with, mm, yeah, crazy I mean, stuff in their beers for a while. Yeah, he doesn't need He'll do anything. Yeah, he'll, he'll toss whatever he wants in there. So, but I think definitely more flavorful 
and 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 saying flavorful, not necessarily beer flavor, right? Because when you say a flavorful beer, you're thinking of you taste the maltiness or whatever the hops, whatever kind of beer it is. But I think different flavors in beer. Um, a couple others on here have mentioned actually two that kind of caught my eye are craft loggers um, and craft pilsners. Um, so people going back to more flavorful loggers and pills, which I, I'm all fan for. I, I like so. loggers. The only problem is finding one that doesn't taste like goat urine is really hard sometimes. Well, the um, the only lager that I like is we talked about this last week is Yingling. Um, yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm not a big lager fan otherwise. Um, and even I don't, I, I have never, well, I shouldn't say never. Cause I mean, since I've been, since I've gotten into the craft craft beer thing, I have not found a Pilsner that I liked in the, in the craft on the craft beer side. Um, I, I don't remember if it's title town or hinterland. One of the two green Bay breweries here has one, a Pilsner, um, it's called Packerland. Um, and I think it tastes like shit, but <laughs> I, I think, I think there's just, there's, there's some work to do to get a Pilsner that's uh, just better. I mean, there's, they, they can, they can get better. Now, what would you been in your history with Pilsner? I hate to say that for my, my local, my local breweries here, but. I, well, I'm, I mean, look, they all can't have, you know, rock stars. I mean, even some of my local breweries here, when I go try like a flight of beers, there's probably at least two or three on a flight of like nine or 10 beers where I'm just like, eh, you know, um, but I can usually find at least one that I will gladly take a lot of. So, well, I mean, yeah, exactly. Um, just because I say that the, the, the Packerland is, I, I wish it was called something else being a Packers fan. That because I I don't like saying that I don't like a beer called Packer Packerland. <laughs> I want to like it just because of the name. I really want to like it, but I I don't like it. Um, but I mean these these it's Hinterland is the is who makes it. I just looked it up. Um, but Hinterland has some some actually one of my favorite stouts is their Luna Luna Coffee Stout. Um, and so I mean they're pil they're Pilsner the Packerland Pilsner. To me, is not good. I think it's. I think it's. It's. I think it's terrible. Uh, but their their Luna Coffee Stout's one of my favorites. So, same brewery. One beer I hate. One beer I love. Um, and I, I think that's great um, for a brewery like Hinterland to have. I mean, they've got like twenty different beers to to try. And if I don't like one of them, that's fine. Yeah. I just pulled up a few more stories here. Um, and this one from beveragedynamics.com. <laughs> Again, I don't, I don't know. I just, I'm just going with what Google tells me. Um, their That's 2018, <laughs> I know, right? There are 10 alcohol trends to watch in 2017, 2018. Uh, their number two is that IPAs continue to diversify. So they're saying how, you know, Americans love the bold flavors. Um, of the IPA and that this is going to remain King. Um, but the flavors in it are going to diversify, which so fruity IPAs, like are we just going to start just throwing a ton of different crap into an IPA and see what it tastes like? Yes, I think so. I mean, <laughs> yes, yes, we are. 
they're uh, they're gonna i mean they're they're going to everybody's going to start trying different things i mean if the ipa thing kind of falls off um they're going i think just the idea not the idea the the thought behind moving forward would be well let's try let's throw some let's do something else with it you know see what we see what we get now this one is also saying though that the return of the logger yeah uh, in 2018 is what they're they're predicting as well as well as the return of classic beer styles will start to emerge like the yeah. um like a goss uh yeah i don't like gosses I, I haven't really found a goss that i i would say i i enjoy um this goes on talking about i'd love i'd love to see a kolsch yeah. uh, come you know get real popular that's a great summer beer and then of course their last one is how craft beer is going to go global which we've already kind of we just talked about yep <laughs> so craft beer i got to get you up here to green bay and and do the breweries around here i'm just looking at uh i mean this isn't on our on our show schedule here but i was just looking at the the amount of of beers that hinterland offers and they just built a brand new facility it's right next to lambo which is pretty awesome but uh <laughs> uh i have not been to the new brewery yet so uh you should come up we should do that got yeah, check we all these, have to do that yeah all these beers so i'm looking Sorry. forward i'm looking forward to what changes on the landscape because uh i for one got kind of bored with ipas like yeah know, me too so i can much, only yeah, i can only try so many well so much shelf space was taken up by ipas it was kind of frustrating you know i don't you know there's a point where yeah i want an ipa and i usually go grab my stone ipa because that was a really good one that i liked you know and it was always a staple in my a staple in my in my fridge but then mm-hmm. if that starts to wane and you're looking around and you're going IPA, 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 IPA. What course? No. Like, what am I going to do now? Uh, it came kind of hard to find anything else to drink. Um, so I, I look forward to seeing different styles emerge, maybe more shelf space open for these different styles so we can try new and different and better, hopefully, things. Totally agree, man. Um, I I look forward to see to seeing what's coming next. Um, with the, I mean, the IPA thing, uh, my favorites always has been green 19. Um, in fact, if anybody ever sees my truck driving around, I've got green 19 on my license plate. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, that's from title town. Uh, and I always had that in my fridge for the longest time. And I just haven't bought it recently just because I've, I'm kind of not that I'm like, don't ever want to drink an IPA again, but I'm kind of done with them. Yeah, I haven't had, I haven't really had an IPA in my fridge. Um, there's an American IPA that was in there, but it stayed in there for a long time because I didn't want to finish the six pack. Um, I think last time I had IPA was just when I went to I went to I think I went to a movie, and that's really all they had was like Budweiser, Coors, or this double IPA from a local brewery, and I'm like, well, I'll go for the little guy, and get the double IPA from the brewery. So that's mm-hmm. what I did. Yeah. So are you done? How far are you at? I've got uh, I've got pretty two drinks to go here. Still that still that bourbon, man. It's good. It is. It's good. And I'm down to I'm down to my last drink, my last sip here. And 
Um, I, I have, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna waver for my three, seven, five. I don't think. Yeah. That's a good beer. And you know, three being my, my limit to where I would drink it again, you know, three, seven, five for me is pretty good. I try to be, I try to rate as conservatively as I can, uh, because I think it's, it's easy to take that first drink or two or three and say, Oh my God, this is a fantastic beer. This is a, this is, this is awesome. I got to give this a five. Well, no, I, I don't rate. I, I think if it's an average good for me, it's going to be a three, seven, five, four at the most. Um, outstanding beers are going to be over four. So, you know, to drink again is going to be a three, uh, better than most is going to be above a four. So I'm, I'm sticking with a three, seven, five on this one. Yeah. That's actually what I actually just did that on my untapped. So it's official. I'm doing it now as well. And if any of you guys have, don't even know what we're talking about with untapped untapped is a great app, um, to use, to track your beers, rate your beers, there have been many, many times where I've been in a liquor store looking at these beers going, oh, man, I don't think I've tried that one. And I'll look it up on Untapped, and I'll be like, oh, wait, yeah, I did have that. Um, and it's a great way to be able to go back and look and see what you liked, what you thought about it. Um, and kind of in, in us doing this show, we can go back and say, okay, look, I rated it a, a 3.75 today. Maybe I have another one a month from now, and I'm like, huh, I like it better this time. Uh, you know, things change. Maybe you got a fresher brew. Maybe I got an old brew today. Who knows? Uh, but Untapped, if you want to follow along, I am Tall Dog Beer on Untapped. And Chad, what are you? I am Chadillac, like the car, but with a C-H. Chadillac <laughs> 907. Chadillac 907. And I added, um, we didn't do this last week, but... Um, I don't know if you want to go back and edit yours, Adam. I, I just in the where you can make comments on your check-in. Mm-hmm. I just put podcast number two review. That's what I did too. Yeah, I did on this one. I did. I gotta go back and uh, edit the last one we did. That's okay. show number one in there. So, if you want to find out links to Untaps, find us on anywhere on social media. You can always go to our website, um, which is uh, beardedhops.com. Um, and we can find us all there. You can find shows, everything like that. Comments, suggestions, love, and of course, shipments of beer are always welcome. Send them to us. We are on Twitter. Yep. As well as Facebook. Oh, yeah. Yep. Send us an email. Adam Adam at Bearded Hops or Chad at Bearded Hops. And, uh, Chad will respond to you like within like five minutes. Me, it might take a little bit longer. I'm really good at email. He waits for those emails. He's refreshed, refreshed, <laughs> refreshed. <laughs> I need you to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, number two is in the bag, Chad. That was good. That's good shit, man. I, was, I enjoyed that beer. I enjoyed it more than last week's. Uh, so show number two. What did you I, rate last week's? Did you rate it higher than three seven five? Dude, you're. <laughs> that just bust you. I uh, I actually think I enjoyed this one better, but I do think I rated it a four last week. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, all right, now you ask me. I'm gonna go back and look. I don't remember. <laughs> See the fun of Untapped. You can go back and look. 
or what you rated that beer. I, I love Untapped. It's it. I I actually I love this app. It's a Facebook uh, for alcoholics like us. It is actually. That's how my friend Mike Bullock. If Mike Bullock is listening to this, Mike, here's a shout out to you. Hi, Mike. Um, I, he lives over in uh, in the uh, Maryland by in the Baltimore area. Baltimore. Baltimore. Shout out to Baltimore. Um, he introduced me to this app as the Facebook for Alcoholics. It is. It is. It's, it's awesome. And we follow several of our friends and seeing, you know, I, we just yeah, last week, one of our buddies was in Detroit and he got a hold of Founders CBS. Oh, yes, he, and he did. He checked it in on Untapped and I immediately texted him, like, dude, bring a bottle back. But he couldn't. His buddy got that bottle, and so he couldn't get any to bring back to us. But he said it was good, little bastard. Yeah, I've had the regular breakfast. Breakfast out. Never had the Canadian. Um, and you never will now, man. If anybody wants to send us, if anybody wants to send us that, um, we would would love you. What wouldn't we do? I I mean, I do have my limits, unlike you. I can't find I can't find my check in from last week to tell you what I, what I did. Did I not? I know right. I checked it in. All right, my dogs are starting to bark. All right, well, thanks everybody right. for listening. Uh, check in with us uh, our next one. Number three is coming up soon. Later, everybody. Have a good one. <laughs>